This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah ta'ala na'maduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min siyyati a'malina min yahdihillahu falamudillalahu wa min yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallama tasliman kathira ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار One of the themes that is often repeated in the book of Allah عز وجل in the sunnah of our Prophet ﷺ is the theme of the journey of the soul after death. It is something which the Qur'an and the Sunnah focus upon. And that is because it helps to train and focus the mind on prioritizing what is correct. As we know, the dunya has many distractions, many trappings, many beautifications and adornments as Allah mentions in the Qur'an. And those things distract us. They take us away and make us heedless from what is our true goal and purpose upon this dunya. So the Qur'an and the Sunnah, they try to make us refocus, to look again and think and to ponder over what it is that we're working towards, where it is that we're going in this world. So the journey of the soul is something which you'll find in the book of Allah Azza wa the Qur'an. You'll find the detailed aspects of it in the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Because Allah Azza wa has given us the answers in the Qur'an as the Prophet has Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Sunnah. We know what's going to happen and the reality of what is going to take place after death. It is one of those aspects of that journey that I want to focus upon in today's khutbah. There are numerous ahadith, numerous verses. Too many for me to recount in this khutbah. But one aspect that I want to focus on, one thing that you will find that is mentioned, one dimension of this journey that is mentioned in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, is the hopes and the regrets of the deceased. The hopes and the regrets of the deceased. The hopes and the wishes of the people of Iman after they pass away, and what it is that they want after they leave this world, and the regrets and the remorse that is shown by the people of evil, the wretched people, the people who didn't have Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and what they will say as their journey makes, or their soul makes that same journey. The journey is one and the same in the sense that everyone is going towards the Akhirah. But the way that those two souls behave or the way that those two souls encounter that journey, it is markedly different. An example of this is what is mentioned in the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu that is collected in the Sahih of Imam al-Bukhari. That the Prophet said sallallahu alayhi wasallam, describing the journey of the soul as it is being carried towards its grave. As the people lift up that coffin or that shroud and they take it towards the grave, 
the journey of the soul begins. And the soul knows by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it is going towards that abode that is the grave. The Prophet said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَإِن كَانَتْ صَالِحَةً So if that soul is a righteous soul, a soul, a soul of iman, a soul that spent its life, dedicated its life in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his obedience, then it says, قَدِّمُونِي قَدِّمُونِي Hasten with me, hasten with me. Because he knows the certainty that Allah Azza wa Jal promised. Doesn't Allah Azza wa Jal instruct the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Quran and say, وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ Worship your Lord until certainty comes to you. Certainty meaning death. That soul now has experienced death. It knows the certainty of the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal. It knows what Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala promised was true. And it knows as Allah Azza wa Jal promised the souls of the believers that at the time of death it will be said to them, لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ there is no fear upon you, nor is there any distress. They know therefore that what is waiting for them is greater because of the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they say, قَدِّمُونِي قَدِّمُونِي Hasten me, hasten me. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَإِنْ كَانَتْ غَيْرَ صَالِحَةً But if that soul is not a righteous soul, if that soul is not a good soul, didn't spend its life in the obedience of Allah azza wa jalla and in his worship, then it shouts and it screams as the people are carrying it towards its grave. And it says, Ya Wailaha, Aina Yadhabuna Biha. It says, Woe to me, where are they taking me? The Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Yasma'u Sautaha Kullu Shayin Illa Insan. That scream of that soul that's wretched, the non righteous soul, he said, Everything here is that scream except for humankind. Everything here is the scream except for me and you. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala shielded us from that. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Walaw Samiahu Suik. Because if you were to hear the screams of those people, it would make you fall unconscious. Too much to bear. That screaming is something that we wouldn't be able to bear in this world. But that is the journey as it begins of the soul. The soul of the people of the righteous and the soul of the people who are not righteous. And that shows to you therefore a principle that Allah mentions in the Quran, that is mentioned throughout all of these narrations in the Quran and the Sunnah. That as the soul leaves, there is only one of two types of souls. As Allah mentions in the Quran, فَرِيقٌ فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَفَرِيقٌ فِي السَّعِيرِ There is a party in paradise and a party in the fire. All of the texts describe the soul as either being one of two, righteous or not righteous. And so the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in this hadith, the journey of the soul as it goes towards the grave. In the hadith of Al-Bara ibn Azim, in the long narration in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad ta'ala, the Prophet then told us the soul the journey of the soul as it is in the grave. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the narration is long, but the soul of the righteous person is the one that will be surrounded by their good deeds. It will be protected and shielded by their salah, by their zakah, by their fasting, by their recitation of the Quran, by all of the good deeds that they did. It shields and protects them, gives them comfort in their grave. That soul is taken and it is shrouded in the best of shrouds perfumed with the best of perfumes, called upon with the best of names that that person was known by in this dunya. And then the angels ascend with it towards the heavens. As it reaches the lowest heaven, the gates of the lowest heaven, it is welcomed and those gates are open for it. And it ascends from heaven to heaven until it reaches the highest of heavens. And there a caller calls out or a, a voice calls out and it tells it that it will have a blessed abode, that it will be blessed and that it will be honored and that it should be returned to the, to the grave in the dunya. 
that soul is then returned to the grave of that individual. The Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that as that grave is expanded, light enters into it, a gate from the gates of paradise is opened up for that person, that person has one wish, one call, and that is, Rabbi aqimi sa'a. Oh Allah, establish yawm al-qiyamah. Oh Allah, let the hour come, because they know that if this is their existence in the barzakh, in the life of the grave, then what Allah has promised them in terms of reward and in terms of honor, it is far greater on yawm al-qiyamah. What Allah has given to them and promised them of the rewards of Jannah, it is far greater than what they're experiencing, which is a very small amount of that reward or a portion of it in the grave. And so that person only wants the qiyamah to be established. They want yawm al-qiyamah to come. In the same hadith, the Prophet ﷺ then spoke about the unrighteous soul. That soul that when it is placed in the grave doesn't have any protection because they don't have any salah, they don't have any fasting, they don't have any charity, they don't have any recitation of the Qur'an, nothing to protect or shield them from the terrors of the grave. That soul it is shrouded in the worst of shrouds and its odor is the worst of odors and it is called upon with the worst of names by which that individual is known by in this world. When that soul is taken up towards the gate of the first heaven, it's not welcomed. Those gates are not opened. It's not given any sort of welcome, but instead it is thrown back into its grave, into this world. That soul also has a regret, or that soul also has a call that it makes at that time. And it says, Rabbi, la sa'a. Oh Allah, never allow yawm al-qiyamah to be established. Don't ever establish the hour. Because it also knows as its grave is being restricted, as it becomes darkened, as the gate from the gates of the fire is opened upon it, that what is awaiting them in terms of the terrors of Yom Al-Qiyamah and its punishments, the fire, is far worse than what they're experiencing in that grave. And the Prophet ﷺ told us a number of the punishments of the grave. This is the journey of the soul at that, at that stage. In a number of hadith and verses in the Qur'an, the Prophet ﷺ told us that also from the hopes of the people of righteousness, as they are in the graves. The Prophet told us وسلم, the hadith of Jabir, radiallahu anhu, the Muslim of Imam Ahmad, that the people of the grave who are righteous, once they see the blessings of the grave and the rewards that Allah has prepared for them, from the wishes that they have, is that they will say, ahli. That person in the grave will say to the angels, let me go back to the dunya, I want to give glad tidings to my family. I want to tell them, this is what awaits you if you worship Allah This is what's waiting for you if you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and use your life in a wise manner. That call, that is something which all of us want to be able to experience. If someone could come back and tell us the reality having seen it firsthand, that's something that would give people a lot of clarity. But from the trial of the dunya and its test, is that you don't have that type of knowledge or certainty in that way. But the certainty that we take a knowledge is from knowing the truthfulness of Allah and His Prophet Let me go back and give those glad tidings to my family. That soul will be told, stay. There is nothing for you to go back to. Stay, you're not allowed to go back. In another hadith, the Prophet told us that Allah will honor certain people from amongst the people of Iman. From amongst them are the people who attain martyrdom. Those people who fight in the path of Allah according to the rules of the Sharia, under the guidance of the scholars and the Muslim rulers, according to those conditions that are laid out in the Sharia, and then they're martyred, Allah honors them. The Prophet in the hadith of a Tirmidhi, he saw Jabir radiallahu anh, 
Jabir, his father, his name is Abdullah ibn Haram radiallahu anhu from the major companions of the Ansar of Medina. And Abdullah ibn Haram was from amongst the companions from the 70 odd who were martyred on the day of Uhud. Martyred on the day of Uhud. Jabir was relatively young on that day. In the hadith in Sahih Bukhari, it is said in one narration that Jabir's father Abdullah said to him that tomorrow is the day of Uhud. And I think that I'm going to be one of the first people to be martyred on that day. Gonna die. And you, you're in charge of all of your siblings and whoever's left behind of our family and you're in charge of my debts and my wealth. Jabir was a young companion, a young man in his teenage years. He had sisters and a mother that he had to look after, no other male sibling to help him. And his father left behind debt, a great amount of debt. And there's a number of a hadith in Sahih Bukhari that speak to the extent of the debt that his father left behind. The Prophet ﷺ said after the battle of Uhud to Jabir, what's wrong, O Jabir? He said, O Messenger of Allah, my father died with you on the day of Uhud. And he left behind all of these women that I have to now look after. And he left behind a great deal of debt that I now have to repay. The Prophet ﷺ said, Shall I not give to you glad tidings, O Jabir? He said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. The hadith is in a Tirmidhi. The Prophet ﷺ replied, From amongst those people who died on the day of Uhud, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to a number of them from behind a veil, min wara'i hijab, a veil between them and those people, between Allah Azzawajal and those people, and He spoke to them. But your father, O Jabir, Allah spoke to him directly with no veil. And He said to him, Make a wish. Tamanna. What is your wish? What is it that you seek and want? And your father said, Oh Allah, I wish that I could go back to the dunya and fight again in your way and be martyred. And Allah Azzawajal said to him, but it is the decree of Allah that no one that dies and leaves this world should go back to it. These are hadith that we have from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That Allah azawajal honors the people of iman, honors the people who dedicated their lives in ibadah and worship and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa taala. That Allah azawajal on yom al qiyamah or before that in their graves and as their soul makes that journey towards the akhirah, Allah azawajal honors them. And we have these snippets from the Quran and the Sunnah as to their wishes and their hopes and what they want from people behind that they left behind, that they should understand about the grace of Allah and His bounty. At the same time, the Prophet also told us about those people who don't spend their life in the ibadah of Allah and in His worship, and the regrets and the remorse that they will face. In the hadith in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad of Abu Hurairah, the Prophet was passed by a grave, and he said to the companions, whose grave is this? So they told him, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Raka'atani ahabu ila hadha min baqiyati dunyakum. Just to pray two quick short raka'as, two, two nafal, is more beloved to this person than everything else in this world. That is the value of something that we consider to be relatively insignificant. As you enter the masjid today, those two raka'as that you offered before you sat down, that is more beloved to that person in their grave than everything else in this world. Because they will understand its value at that time and the amount of reward that it contains. Allah Azzawajal says that from the regrets of the people of evil, as they enter their grave, as Allah Azzawajal says in the Quran, وَأَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ أَحَدَكُمُ الْمَوْتِ فَيَقُولَ رَبِّي لَوْلَا أَخَرْتَنِي إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ فَأَصَّدَّقَ وَأَكُمْ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ Be from amongst those people who spend in the way of Allah before death comes to you, lest one of you should say, Oh Allah, delay me for even a short while. That person is not asking for years or decades. They're asking for hours or a day or two. Delay me for a short while, O oh Allah, that I may give in charity and that I may be 
from amongst those who do good. Allah Azza wa Jal says in the following verse, But Allah does not delay your soul when its appointed time reaches it. These are from the regrets of the people of the grave. Those people who don't spend their life or use their time wisely in this life attaining the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These narrations, whether from the Quran or from the Sunnah, they're narrations that should make us pause and reflect. Narrations that should make us stop and think. If this is our end and our reality, then what is it that we're preparing for? And how are we using our time to ensure that by Allah's permission, we are from the group of the people of the righteous and not from those people that will be from the wretched? بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن والسنة ونفعني وياكم بما فيهما من الآيات والحكمة أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولجميع المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد It is narrations like the ones that I mentioned today and others that made the companions رضي الله عنهم أجمعين people of focus when it came to looking at the آخره they would be people who would reflect over death often not just something once in a while or once in a decade or only on the occasion when you lose a loved one. But it was something which was always close to their mind. Something which they were constantly aware of. It is said that Uthman radiallahu anhu, when he would visit the graveyards, he would cry. And people would say to him, O Amir al-Mu'mineen, O leader of the Muslims, you read the Quran and you read verses about paradise and how fire, and it doesn't move you to cry. But every time you think about death or the grave or you come to the graveyard, you cry. He said, radiyallahu an, it is because I heard the Prophet say, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that indeed the grave is the first stage of the stages of the akhirah. For whomsoever it is easy, then everything else will become easy. And for whomsoever it is difficult, then every other stage after it will be difficult. It is said that Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiyallahu an, once entered the graveyard. And he had with him a number of people. And he was the khalif of the Muslims. And he said, if only we could have a conversation with these people. They would ask us, what happened to everything that we left behind? Our family, our money. We spent decades working for the dunya, accumulating wealth, building this dunya. And what happened to everything after we left? What did we leave behind? What's our legacy? And if we could speak to them, we'd ask them, what happens in the grave? What did you find in that grave? And then he stayed quiet for a while. And then he responded and he said that, I think that if they could speak to us and they asked us those questions, we would say to them that as for your family, they moved on. They continued with their lives. How often do the people remember you? Your children remember you? What about your grandchildren? What about your great-grandchildren? How many of us even remember our great-grandparents? Soon or sooner or later, you're forgotten. As for your wealth, it was distributed. Your houses are now lived in by other people. Everything that you worked so hard to accumulate, none of it is left for you. And then he said, and I think that if they could speak to us, they would say, that there is nothing that we found to be more precious, more valuable, more comforting in this grave than our iman in Allah and the righteous deeds that we performed in the dunya. These statements of the Salaf, alayhi rahmatullah, shows that they had a focus on this issue. And it's because it is something which helps you prioritize, something which helps you ward off the temptations of the dunya and the whisperings of shaitan and to focus on what is ultimately important. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us steadfastness upon this religion. That Allah azza wa jal makes us from amongst the people who live upon Islam and die upon Iman. And that Allah azza wa jal resurrects us with the people of Iman under the leadership of the leader of the people of Iman, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he showers his mercy and blessings and forgiveness upon us and upon our deceased and upon those that are living and that Allah azza wa jal makes our affairs easy for us. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. 
This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.